0: Welcome to Lessons from Life, the podcast that gleams profound life lessons from everyday life stories. Hosted by Dustin Fenton and Brandon Hill. Today, we've got Dara Burkholder with us, and she's going to tell us a story. Dara, would you tell us a little bit about yourself first?
1: I'm Dara Burke Halter, and I work for an organization called Spring Hill Camps based out of Michigan, but I actually live in the Indianapolis area. I'm the chief development officer there, and then I also work at Taylor University as a visiting professor in their master's of arts and higher education program. So Taylor is where I did my undergrad and part of my graduate degree and then finished with my doctorate at the University of Pennsylvania. So I thought I would just share a story that really just demonstrates probably one of the biggest examples of God's faithfulness in my life, but also just a way that he has taught me perseverance in the long haul. And so to kind of take us back, I would say, as I was an adult, I always prayed that when I met my husband, that God would give us a story. And I don't know why I prayed that prayer, but it was just something that I felt on my heart. And so on a regular basis, I would pray. And I even remember journaling, God give us a story. And in 2007, I decided to uh, go back to school and work on my master's in business and started class the first day. And it was a small cohort of about 16 people, five women in the cohort. And I saw a guy there. That I thought was really cute. And I remember texting one of my friends and saying, I just saw the guy I'm going to marry. <laughs> and at that point, definitely was not getting ready to marry him right away, but <laughs> just for some reason felt like I should send that text. And so 2007 goes by, we go into the second year of our graduate program and he was seeing somebody else at the time. So I knew that that was not God's plan for me. And it kind of moved on. But in 2008, I went on a trip with my master's program to Taiwan. And it was a trip that I did not want to go on. I wanted to go on a different trip. But at that point in my career, it worked better to go to Taiwan. And so I was just in such a bad mood about it that I even changed my seat on the flight so I wouldn't have to sit near anybody else. And lo and behold, the same guy, Jason, was on that trip. And what ended up happening was while we were in Taiwan, we spent time with different groups of friends. And he was part of that group of friends that I hung out with and just had a really good time with. And so the next day, the same group said, let's hang out again. But God had a different plan and nobody else showed up except Jason. Mm -hmm. And so we got to know each other really well over that trip. But when we came back, we lived in two different places. So Jason lived in Indiana. And at that time, I lived in Chicago and had no desire to live in Indiana, which is kind of funny. Now, considering I've been here the last six years and Jason really had no desire to live in Chicago. And so what ended up happening was over the next six years, we dated long distance And it was in Taiwan, I'll go back a little bit, that one night where we were together talking and we were in this little place called the Martini Bar and we were watching the NBA finals delayed. And I remember at one point, Jason was sharing about his family with me and I felt the Lord say to me very clearly, this is the guy you're going to marry. And I was like, what? Okay, (laughs) we'll see. And so over that next six years, there were so many times where I doubted God and just said, you know, is this truly what you have for me? And Jason was going through his own journey during that time where he would share that he had stopped going to church on a regular basis. And over that same time frame, God was doing a work in his heart through a friend who invited him to go to a baptism that really just changed his heart as well even more for the lord and so in that 6 year journey we just continued to see god's faithfulness every 6 or 8 months i'd ask the lord like are you sure this is the guy that you said i'm going to marry and every single time i would feel the lord say yes and i just remember over and over like coming back to that but also realizing like okay god it's been a year it's been 2 years it's been 3 years and after six years in this desert waiting season, um, God made it so clear to both of us that we were supposed to get married. And in that time that he made it clear, I told Jason, I said, you know, we're at this point, this has been going on for five years. If this is supposed to happen, then God will provide a job for me in Indiana in the next year. And if he doesn't, then we know that God has closed the door. And so I shared that with Jason. And two weeks later, I was approached by Taylor about a job in Indiana. And we were just kind of blown away and thought, okay, is God really opening this door? I said a year. And when I met with Taylor to talk about the position, they said, we actually want a year to put this job together. And so God just went before us in the time frame, and we ended up getting married. I ended up moving to Indiana in May, starting working at Taylor in June and got married in August. And we planned our wedding in 10 weeks. <laughs> it was just by that point, God had just made it so clear. And one of the things that God used for me that Jason said to me is he said, you know, Dara, I believe that God has a plan for your life and that I'm supposed to help support you in that. And I had always felt that God had some special plan. I don't know. I I feel like I'm living in it at different (laughs) points, but what is that plan that he had? And I feel like God has used Jason over these last six years that we've been married to really show me that plan and to continue to help me trust and be faithful in this journey that God has called not only me to, but that God has called both of us to.
0: It is interesting, you know, this is the 12th or 13th episode that we're recording. And it seems like many of the stories we see people being in situations they don't want to be in, but then later they're glad that they were, or they've learned a whole bunch from it. So it's really interesting. Yeah does Jason feel like he's kind of abandoning his own dreams and hopes and support of you? Or how does that sit with him?
1: No, I, you know, one thing about us is we're very supportive of um, what both of us, you know, are dreaming about. And so the same Mm. way that he pushes me Mm. to do better, to go toward a certain goal, I push him in the same Mm. way um, to some of his goals, you know, and we really try to take this journey together. So there were even times, you know, during my doctorate where I was like, I can't do this. And he would even say like, can I call the professor for you? And I'm like, well, <laughs> no, <laughs> but it just goes to show how invested he is in the things mm. that I'm a part of. And I try to be the exact same way for the things that he's doing in his job, you know, He's more on the for-profit industry side, and I've always been more on the nonprofit. So it's kind of fun to see how God uses us in different ways with our careers.
0: Hey, Dara, part of our audience are college students and younger people who may not be married yet. Mm-hmm. And they probably are thinking through some of these same questions, but you got married a little bit later, I think, than most How did you stay patient in that time and how did you maintain self-worth and dignity?
1: So we got married when I was 34 and honestly, I loved being single and I made the most of my single life. And I've actually uh, shared a message at Taylor with college students about how I grieved my singleness and Mm -hmm. coming out of that because I had a group of friends in Chicago who We just made it our mission to enjoy every aspect of being single. So every Saturday we would have a girl's brunch and we would go to a new restaurant every week in Chicago and we would take trips and travel together. And I thought if I get married, am I going to lose all of that? Will I not be able to travel like I want it to? And I even remember my parents saying to me at one point, we thought you'd never get married because they knew how much I enjoyed that season. And so one thing I tell college students all the time is enjoy that season of singleness that God has given you to explore new things, to learn more about yourself, you know, and to really step into that time to figure out, who you are. And I also encourage college students, especially those at Christian colleges who tend to get married right out of college. I always tell students, you know, wait a year and date outside of the Christian college circle and see if you still feel the same way. And if mm-hmm. you do, hey, continue to step into that. But if you don't, it's okay to stop and wait for the person that God has for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: What was it like during those six years? I know you said it was, you know, kind of a desert period. Were there times of just immense doubt? You had mentioned that there was doubt as far as maybe a plan with you and Jason, but how did you persevere through that?
1: Yeah, there were a lot of times of doubt. And you know, I there were so many times that I kept coming back to the Lord and to that one moment where I felt his voice and it was an experience that I had never had before. It was one of the most like hardest, like God saying like, this is the person. And I never shared that with Jason. I actually didn't share about that with him until right before we got married. But it was, that's what I would always come back to no matter how hard it got. And there were times where I was like, we shouldn't do this. Like we're just good friends and every single time I just felt God saying, continue to be faithful, continue to be faithful. And I also kept hearing him say, you know, I'm writing your story. And I was like, Lord, I didn't want a chapter book. I just want to like a story. But, you know, <laughs> I feel like he gave us a chapter book. But I do think that time, like Jason and I actually were just reflecting on this a couple weeks ago, that time was so good for both of us. Like he was doing things in both of our lives that looking back now, we wouldn't have been ready for Mm -hmm. then the way we are now. And we were able to develop such a great friendship and relationship in that time that has helped us now.
0: I was gonna say, talk a little bit more about that. What life is like now because of that perseverance
1: I think one thing that God prepared us for in that time. So Jason and I both have jobs where we travel now and Mm -hmm. our whole marriage, we've had jobs where both of us travel or one of us has traveled. And so even just dating long distance for six years, prepared us for that. So we learned really well how to communicate over the phone, how to make the most of our time together. And so we really try to demonstrate that in our marriage now. And we also just try to spend time with couples that are older and wiser than us and really glean information from them and ask like, you know, what are things that we could learn more in our marriage? We actually just went in February before we got quarantined um, (laughs) to a conference (laughs) through family life on marriage. And we just spent two and a half days at a marriage retreat. And A lot of people said, oh, is your marriage okay? And we're like, yeah, our marriage is good. That's why we want to go to a retreat because we want to continue to get better. Because, you know, the longer we're married, there's areas where we can get lax with each other, whether that's communication or serving one another. And so we said, you know, every five years of our marriage, we're going to go to a marriage retreat. So we Mm -hmm. went to one our first year of marriage and then we went to one this year. But to continue to build into those tools that we learned in the beginning and to keep them at the forefront. And I think for us, because we don't have children, we can get consumed into our day-to-day jobs and make that the forefront. And so having those conferences and having those conversations remind us that we have to make just as much time for each other as we would, you know, if we had a family
0: Sarah, Spring Hill Camp certainly has made a huge impact on my son's life and my life. And since you're the director of development, maybe we should give you 30 seconds to make a little commercial here.
1: So Spring Hill Camps, we have overnight properties in Michigan and in Indiana. And then we're running day camps now in 10 different states. So even with COVID, we are planning to go forward this summer and still offer our day camps help kids that are in grades kindergarten all the way up through sixth grade. Um, We started a new pre-K program this year, which will four and five-year-olds will be able to experience our day camps and then our overnight camps from first grade all the way up through high school. And we're always looking for college students to work for us in the summer. Mm, So great, yeah.
0: Great. Well, we'll make sure to put some links in our webpage so that people can find that. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing this story. It's inspiring and I'm sure it will be encouraging to young people who are thinking about marriage and maybe even to those that have been married for a long time. So we appreciate your time.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: All right, Dustin, I'll see you again in a week. Sounds good, Brandon. We'll see you then. Take care. Thanks for listening to Lessons from Life. We hope that you have learned a lesson today that will help you to be more fulfilled in life's journey. If you were inspired by today's episode, please subscribe and review. You can find Lessons From Life at LessonsFromLifeForYou.com. That is with the number four and the letter U. You can also find links to all of our social media on our website. We would love to hear the valuable lessons that you have learned from your life experience.